Hello and welcome to the IT Governance Podcast for Friday the 14th of September. Here are this week's stories. Fallout continues from last Friday's news that British Airways suffered a data breach in which over 380,000 customers' personal information and complete payment card data was accessed by criminals. The security vendor RiskIQ has blamed the incident on just 22 lines of malicious code on BA's payments page, likely injected by the threat group known as MageCart, which is also believed to be responsible for the Ticketmaster breach. However, talk among the mainstream media has focused on the financial repercussions for BA, in particular the level of administrative fine it can expect from the Information Commissioner's Office under the GDPR. Many have observed that the GDPR's maximum penalty of 4% of worldwide annual turnover could mean the airline takes a £500 million hit, and if the fine is levied against BA's parent company, IAG, that number could rise to as much as £1 billion. But it's worth pointing out that the ICO has consistently said that it has no intention of doling out fines on this scale, even if the regulation itself says that fines should be dissuasive so any fine BA does receive will likely be much, much lower. However, increased administrative fines are, of course, not the only measure the GDPR introduced. The regulation also grants data subjects the right to compensation for material or non-material damage from data processors and controllers that have failed to protect their data, which has prompted two law firms, SPG Law and Hayes Connor Solicitors, to launch group actions against BA. SPG reckons it could get up to £1,500 per victim, and Hayes Connor, meanwhile, says those affected could be entitled to up to £5,000 in compensation. Assuming for a second that they're right, £5,000 for each of the 380,000 victims amounts to a £1.9 billion bill for BA, not to mention other costs. As The Economist comments, After adding the cost of compensating customers affected by the breach, it's no wonder that the group's shares dropped in value by 2% on the morning the news became public. Whatever happens, the precedent it sets will certainly be causing concern in boardrooms up and down the country. Executives who are worried about litigation and reputational damage when they suffer a data breach would do well to heed the ICO's Deputy Commissioner Operations James Dipple-Johnston's speech to a CBI conference this week. He said... Don't underestimate the value of good data governance and the role of corporate internal controls when applied in safeguarding data assets. Too many boards are relying solely upon the word of their chief technology officer. In other words, an independently audited management system, such as an ISO 27001 certified ISMS, will show the ICO how you've been trying to meet your commitments, which will considerably reduce the penalties you can expect and should reassure customers and stakeholders that you really do take data security seriously. You can download a free guide to GDPR compliance and ISO 27001 from our website. From digital skimming to a rather more old-fashioned type of data breach now, the energy giant NPower has notified the ICO that it mistakenly shared the personal information of some 5,000 customers, including their names, addresses and billing amounts, by post. One such customer, Dr Tom Harris, told the BBC that when he opened a letter from NPower over the weekend, the front page was addressed to me, but overleaf were personal details of another customer, and there were another two sheets of A4 with the details of three others. They should have gone to people living in Gloucestershire, Sheffield, Oxford and Bedford. According to Dr Harris, NPower didn't seem unduly surprised when he contacted it about the issue. 
As I mentioned last week, data posted to the incorrect recipient is one of the most common causes of data security incidents reported to the ICO and should be addressed as urgently as exposure to cyber risks. Appropriate staff awareness training will help. The US Department of Justice has charged a North Korean computer programmer, Park Jin Hyok, for his involvement in a conspiracy to conduct multiple destructive cyber attacks around the world, resulting in damage to massive amounts of computer hardware and the extensive loss of data, money, and other resources. The DOJ alleges that Park is a member of the so-called Lazarus Group, which has been held responsible for the 2017 WannaCry ransomware attack, the 2016 theft of $81 million from Bangladesh Bank, the 2014 attack on Sony Pictures Entertainment, then attributed to a group calling itself Guardians of Peace, and numerous other attacks or intrusions on the entertainment, financial services, defence, technology and virtual currency industries, academia and electric utilities. The Guardian wryly comments that it wasn't immediately clear if North Korea would make Park available to US law enforcement authorities. Finally, it was Patch Tuesday this week. This month, Microsoft released updates for 61 vulnerabilities, including one zero-day, CVE 2018-8440, an elevation of privilege vulnerability affecting the way Windows handles calls to ALPC or Advanced Local Procedure Call, 17 critical vulnerabilities, and the inevitable flaw in Adobe's moribund Flash Player. Test and install. Well, that'll do for this week. Until next time, you can keep up with the latest information security news on our blog. Whatever your information security needs, whether regulatory compliance, stakeholder reassurance, or just greater business efficiency, IT Governance can help your organization to protect, comply, and thrive. Visit our website for more information, itgovernance.co.uk. And the name like that, how can I get away with it?